All right, babe, let's take a moment to correct our posture, take a deep breath, and have some pure spectrum CBD. Sure. Hey, sisters, CBD can help with acne, inflammation, anxiety, sleep, and so many other PCOS symptoms. I personally take it throughout the day to help keep my stress hormones nice and low. Not to mention, I sleep like a baby every night and I don't wake up fatigued at all. Now open your mouth, please, so I can give you a serving. Ah. Uh... Now hold it for 60 seconds. Head over to PureSpectrumCBD.com and use the code THESISTERHOOD, one word, for 10% off. Can I stop now? Nope, you got 30 more seconds. Did you hear about that sister who took Ovacetol and finally got her period after a year of not having one? Incredible. I see those kinds of messages on Instagram a lot. How does that even happen? Well, Ovacetol helps with healing insulin resistance, a common root issue that most PCOS sisters have. And by targeting insulin resistance, we're seeing sisters kick those crazy cravings, finally regulate their periods, ovulate, and improve their egg quality. Each packet of Ovacetol has a 40 to 1 ratio of myo-inositol and d chiroinositol This ratio is similar to the ratio that should be found in the body, but with women like like me who have PCOS, this ratio is often imbalanced. So taking Ovacetol can be super effective in treating insulin resistance starting from the root of the issue. So awesome. It tastes like nothing. So just warn me when you put it in a cup so I don't drink it. You got it, boo. Check out the link in the description to get 15% off your order. Doctor said you got PCOS. Now go on, girl, just lose some weight. Hands and reverse them naturally. So I became a dietitian to help my sisters feel the best they've ever felt. Take a step in my direction if you wanna prove them wrong and take control of yourself. Join a sister and a mister. something about Migos, it just gets me going i mean drop top <laughs> whooping the crock pot okay bad and bougie okay my middle name going forward please middle name <laughs> c-doc bad and bougie Kalaji. let me fix your mic our next dog should be named bad and bougie bad it's and then bougie two, two dogs. dogs yes we get one big dog wow and one small dog the big one is named bad the small wow. one is named bougie reflecting of us maybe in some way or another i don't know <laughs> maybe i'm the bougie one maybe you're the bad one who knows oh yeah that's a good way of looking at it i like it but yeah our previous dog was named wheezy after the greatest rapper of all time little wayne mm -hmm. let me know if you disagree but um <laughs> i think it'll be a good tradition to continue with another you know Rap duo now, Bad and Bougie. A rap duo. Yeah. Salt and Pepper. Bad and Bougie. We have our options. Well. On another note, sisters. Welcome to the new studio. I I'm just looking right at your face now. Do you like, like this it? This is how we're starting the podcast. Hi. We're going pretty hardcore right now, looking at each other in the eyes. I don't know what's what's about to happen next. We're about to kiss each other or no. hug. I don't know. We're but. recording a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> if everyone can see, we are basically developing the studio, the new studio. It's becoming better and better. Now we've uh, rotated the table. You have a better view. Talion was kind of complaining about her side profile, her nose. Listen, I have that Armenian nose happening and I don't like profile pictures. Of the side angle. Well, welcome to. And I don't know how you a whole ended episode up of side profile with a perfect nose. Hopefully, our child gets it from you. 
God knows it'll be morphed, so you'll ruin these good jeans. <laughs> but welcome to our new studio, sisters. If you haven't seen it before, we are basically uh, in the progress of making it better and better. We switched out our bedroom and our office to give it this new vibe. It was getting really hard to do a podcast episode from the couch. We talked about it before. The couch basically sucks you in like you're about to watch TV, mm-hmm. closes up your throat, mm-hmm. doesn't allow you to talk comfortably. But now we're, we're we're almost there. We fixed up the sign. Girl, you got to go on YouTube and see. Seriously. I put all these cute greens all over it with my mom and sister. And it's really a vibe right the now. The sign room. was so ugly before <laughs> you made the proper adjustments. You put these green things around it and it makes it like a million times better. I can't I even say how much better. You, I was thinking about throwing it away. <laughs> That's how bad it was. But now it's so much better. And now we just need to get the stools. And I had a little bit of an issue with this, sister. So while I was on a trip with my, with my friends, Talian was going to get the stools, like bar stools that adjust up down. Mm-hmm. I come by and I was like, oh, where's the stools? Two-week back order. Do you know They're not even adjustable. how hard it is <laughs> to buy <laughs> anything these days? Like, by the time it ships and you get what like you want this. and the color you want, it's three, six months. I mean, the table that we wanted here was like this beautiful wood table, and it was back ordered until May. And obviously, right now, when we're doing all this, it was middle of January. Now it's February. But when we're ordering stuff, there's no way I'm waiting five months to get a table for the studio. Mm-hmm. Maybe in the future, once it opens back up, we'll like get it and replace this one. But... Yeah, like Talian said, everything is pretty hard. But babe, I just wanted an adjustable bar stool. You know what? And instead, if I can just say one thing and one thing only, you got a static one. It doesn't move at all. You know what? I don't know. In We're some just going to have to see how it adjustable. goes. And if you don't like it, we can look for other ones. So just relax. Okay. Okay. That's right. There is. <clears throat> you can always return. That's true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. So welcome to the episode. Today, we're going to talk about a very, very important topic for PCOS that it probably, I feel, isn't talked about enough, and that is gut health and PCOS. Mm-hmm. Honestly, when you talk about leaky gut, a lot of people don't know what you're talking about, but naturopathic doctors have been talking about this for years. It's just that traditional medicine always kind of discounted it, and but we now have evidence that leaky gut is actually a thing it's known as intestinal permeability yeah and and it's in the books now yeah and not just that and not just with um pcos like the whole research on gut but gut bacteria gut biome is now becoming more and more prevalent it's just in the last 10 15 years that there's been a lot of discoveries um that has to do with gut bacteria and importance this has on your immune system your brain function your physical abilities energy levels Mm -hmm. so much more so it's actually becoming a very important sector in all of health not just pcos yeah not addressing your gut health can really exacerbate pcos symptoms and make them worse and worse and even when you're doing things that are great for pcos if you're eating foods that are exacerbating your gut health and causing leaky gut Mm -hmm. you're not going to see the results from all the other things you're doing so it's a mess so and so just to give a little uh, description of what we're talking about. So the gut biome, your gut bacteria, what does that mean? So your gut bacteria is composed of good bacteria and bad bacteria. You want more of the good bacteria so that you have a healthy, let's just say, quote unquote, ecosystem happening in your gut. And this basically this healthy ecosystem helps you to one, digest food. It gives your cells more energy. 
and it's able to basically transport f- food better, digest it, all that stuff. It really absorb nutrients, absorb nutrients, affect your mood. Yes, and we'll talk about the side effects of what happens when you have more of the bad bacteria, or when you don't have enough of the good bacteria. Because the really important, the most important thing when it comes to gut bacteria is that you want it to be diverse. The more diverse your gut bacteria, usually the more healthier it is. So when it when that's not the case. Things like leaky gut can happen where basically the bad bacteria or the fecal matter that's going through the intestines and things like that can basically permeate into the bloodstream and basically your body is now um, can absorb a lot of that dangerous bacteria and things like that. So this gut bacteria really performs a very important barrier. We'll talk about how all this works, but it's basically why it's so important. Yeah, and jumping off of from where you said small intestine, it is where a lot of biochemical reactions happen and a lot of nutrients are absorbed from there and it has tight junctions that prevents the toxins and undigested food to get into your bloodstream. It prevents mm-hmm. that. So it's supposed to be impenetrable. But but recently, a researcher named Dr. Alessio Fasano, mm-hmm. she discovered zonulin. So the only this is the only known protein that regulates the tight junctions between the intestinal cells. So when it's released excessively, those tight junctions loosen up and allow content to get into the bloodstream. And then the immune system is activated and it creates an inflammatory state, an inflammatory response. And then we know that with PCOS, when you have a lot of inflammation, it it affects our stress hormones and causes a stressful state as well. And just, you know, and then the stress causes blood sugar problems. Mm-hmm. So see how it trickles down with that yeah. leaky gut, the effect that it has on our bodies. Absolutely. So. By the way, I, I'm loving the way we're doing this podcast. Do I you feel like looking at me? I'm not going to lie. It's making me talk a lot better, speak a little bit easier. But no, really, like I feel so much more smoother in the way I'm talking, more clear headed. Mm-hmm. This is great. all right okay so what causes this leaky gut what are we talking about here gluten sisters Mm -hmm. when we eat gluten a component in gluten called gliadin is exposed to the intestinal cells and causes us to release zonulin Mm -hmm. and that loosens up those tight junctions and the gliadin gets through into the bloodstream causing the inflammation the immune system reaction But everyone has a different ability to recover from gliadin exposure. So some people may have celiac disease and it would take longer um, for their autoimmune reaction to subside. But then some people are just sensitive to gluten, slightly sensitive, very sensitive, and it can affect their ability to recover from it. So what's happening, babe? Is my mic okay? I mean, what? I'm sorry. You're not talking directly into the mic. You're talking to the top of the mic. So I'm just worried the sound might not pick up as clearly or it might not be as loud, causing me to do some audio engineering work that maybe I didn't have to do if you just spoke clearly. Okay. I'm just kidding. But if yeah, just try to talk clearly so the the sound volumes are all good. That was all my gluten tangent. I'm sorry, babe. Sorry. So what I was saying is some people are very sensitive and we would consider that um gluten sensitivity some people are slightly and some people have celiac disease which is just extreme sensitivity mm-hmm. so that being said highly recommend cutting out gluten to see how your gut feels yeah. after 30 days yeah. of trying it 
And of course, it's not just um, gluten that can impact <laughs> basically your gut bacteria, your gut biome. There's obviously different kinds of foods that can be uh, quote unquote toxic to your gut bacteria. We'll get more into that later. But think if you're having like a, a lot of sugar, uh, even like artificial sweeteners, mm-hmm. they have been shown to basically affect the gut bacteria in your stomach. Yeah. I mean, you know, how do you know if you have this problem? Like, what are some of the symptoms? Basically, headache, moodiness, Mm -hmm. fatigue, carb cravings, nutrient deficiencies, and it all leads to metabolic dysfunction. So, you know, studies show a correlation between gut microbiota and metabolic dysfunction. And when your immune system is overreacting and you're having all this inflammation, it can contribute to PCOS symptoms. So like we always talk about metabolic dysfunction, that's insulin, that's cortisol and you know, that's going to affect your ability to, you know, have fertility and ovulate and all of these things that women with PCOS struggle with. So that being said, when you're not absorbing certain nutrients like vitamin A and magnesium and zinc and vitamin D and calcium, these are key nutrients for PCOS and anxiety and inflammation, fatigue, and all of our symptoms. Mm-hmm. So super important to get that gut under control. Yeah, and how it can basically affect your PCOS if it's not. And they even, uh, there, there was a study done. Uh, one study found that women with PCOS had higher levels of certain quote-unquote bad bacteria, strains in their stool sample than non-PCOS women. This study also demonstrated a positive correlation with BMI and testosterone in women with PCOS who have poor gut bacteria. And yes, that's actually a very interesting area is they found that people who who tend to have bad gut bacteria, like women who have bad gut bacteria, they also tend to have more testosterone. It's not sure if one is causing the other, but there is definitely a correlation between the two. Interesting. Yeah. So... How are we supposed to treat this, babe? Well, I mean, as the PCOS personal trainer, the one thing I want to start off with is exercise. So, and I'm not just saying this because I'm a personal trainer, but there's actually research showing that exercise can change your gut microbiome in a way that nothing else can. I'm serious. There's no substitute. There's nothing else compared to exercise that can make that effect even even like extra kale or taking uh, probiotics none of that actually makes up for the lack of exercise for the effect that exercise has on your gut microbiome and in one study they took a sedentary group of people sedentary meaning people who usually sit and work all day at an office job things like that um they took a group of sedentary people and um, in the study, they were put on an exercise routine. And then when they started exercising, their microbiomes became more prolific and diverse. They were basically taking their stool samples and testing it. So when they were, when they were doing the exercising consistently, their microbiomes, as I mentioned, more prolific, more diverse. When they stopped the exercise and they tested their stool samples after, they found that their microbiome reverted to a less diverse state. Now, there's a couple of things happening when you're working out uh, for, your, for your microbiome. What, what, you, what, what happens when you exercise is that it produces more but, uh, butyrate. Butyrate. 
Butyrate. <laughs> butyrate. B-U-T-Y-R-A-T-E. So it produces more butyrate, which is a beneficial short-chain fatty acid that actually moderates inflammation. So if you have like an inflammation type of PCOS, it can directly help when you exercise to basically reduce your inflammation. So people with more butyrate, am I saying it right? Butyrate. Butyrate are more resistant to inflammatory diseases and are less likely to suffer from allergies. Shout out to Arlene, your sister. Maybe she should be... I mean, she actually exercises a couple times a week, but she has severe allergies. So maybe, maybe she it'll needs, help. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it helps her when she works out. Maybe butyrate happening. Yeah. But butyrate <laughs> also does more than that. A lot of things in the body, they don't do just one single thing. They do multiple things that basically help in different ways. But butyrate is also very important for holding together the cells in your intestinal lining. It's basically for the food for the cells in your intestinal lining. And when those cells don't get enough uh, butyrate, mm-hmm. they're not able to do their job as efficiently. And what happens is foreign molecules migrating through your intestines are able to get through the intestinal lining. And that is obviously uh, is going to lead to um, one inflammation, but also these foreign things getting into your bloodstream and causing autoimmune issues um, and more um, what's known as leaky gut. So as you can tell, Exercise is one of the best ways to get your gut microbiome to produce more butyrate because it has a huge impact on inflammation, has a huge impact on your intestinal lining to protect your body from those foreign objects and basically preventing leaky gut. Wow, that was a great explanation, babe. Thank you. I appreciate it. And I want to say a lot of the information is uh, is also from PCOS SOS. Highly recommend reading that book. It's by Dr. Felix Gersh has a lot of beneficial information just like this that talks about the different impacts that gut microbiome has on PCOS and your Yeah, body. I love that book. She really breaks it down and we're trying to break it down for you too via podcast audio. Yes. So, I mean, that being said, what better reason to go and exercise? I mean, if it's going to help with gut health and digestion and PCOS symptoms other than... yeah you know, building muscle and like getting fit, you know, exercise isn't just for losing weight. Like there's a reason we all feel better after doing an exercise, you know, like the day after or the day uh, right after or the day after, like you feel so much better. It's not just maybe you burn calories or maybe you lost like half a pound or whatever. Like it's not just that it's literally your whole body, not just your gut microbiome, but your whole body starts feeling better, makes adjustments to Mm -hmm. feel better. So yeah, big thing, huge. Huge. I mean, so if you're struggling with gut health problems and you feel really bloated after your meals and you feel fatigued and anxious and these are some of the symptoms you're having from eating certain foods, mm-hmm. then you can work with a naturopathic doctor. Um, if you know, if just cutting out gluten and dairy for 30 days isn't making a difference for you, you obviously can do some further investigation. And naturopathic doctors are very helpful with this. Mm-hmm. So yeah. they have this program, the 4R program I was reading about. And this helps with repairing leaky gut. The first thing they do is remove. So they remove any of the irritating foods. So maybe it's gluten. And, um, you know, then you'll know, like, if you're having this zonulin reaction to gluten next time you eat it. And you'll see if your symptoms are aggravated. Mm -hmm. And then you can also do this test called LEAP MRT 150. 
Um, this is a food sensitivity test and it shows you what foods and how inflam- how much inflammation they cause in your body. Yeah. So yeah. like and a little bit, a lot, and you'll know what to not eat. Yeah, that's a great test. Again, it's called LEAP, L-E-A-P, LEAP, M-R-T, 150 food sensitivity test. Yeah, and some there are some other food sensitivity tests. Yeah. So when you work with a naturopathic doctor, they can certainly help you with that. Yeah. And the next thing they do in the 4R program, so they removed it, they replace it with something like hydrochloric acid if your stomach acid is low so that you're able to break down food and have it travel through the intestine be- better. So working with someone is best yeah. in this step especially. Yeah, so second step, replace First step, remove. Uh huh. And then third step, re inoculate. So, taking a probiotic to supplement mm-hmm. with a specific strain that would help improve autoimmune and inflammatory responses. Yeah. And this is important because there's a lot of probiotic supplements out there and they all have different levels of different strains. There are certain, there's like a couple of strains that are the most predominant, the most popular when it comes to uh, probiotics. But when you work with a naturopathic doctor, they can tell you. Uh, through these tests which strains that your body actually needs mm-hmm. so it, it's actually more helpful if you work with the one-on-one and then they can tell you and then they can actually um, recommend which supplement to basically raise those specific strains now if you're looking for probiotics out there just to start there are a couple of brands that i personally like and uh, this is not like any affiliation or sponsor at all but these are two that i've taken in the past one is called culturel um culture l like basically one world, cultural, and it's a probiotic. And the other one is called True Nature. Again, one word, True Nature. And these are two um, inexpensive probiotics that are very highly rated when I look at basically quality and things like that. And another resource that you can look at is called labdoor.com, labdoor.com. Again, no affiliation whatsoever. But basically, it's a website that gives rankings for different types of supplements, including multivitamins, fish oils, um, probiotics, protein powders, all that kind of stuff. So when you go to their website, go to the probiotic category and you'll see them all ranked according to quality. Because the cool thing that Labdoor does is they're basically a third-party laboratory. They go and they buy the supplements from the shelves and then they actually test it to see if it's to see how accurate one the label is and to also pinpoint any harmful ingredients that you know is not good for long-term usage so highly recommend that website i was actually doing a little bit of research and pure encapsulations is a mm-hmm. great brand and they have a gi probiotic oh they do nice yeah, yeah. i i love pure pure encapsulation is like a pharmacy grade um supplement it's company great. They are, they're like, in my opinion, they're a little bit more expensive, but the reason is it's like pharmacy grade and it's like the utmost quality and it's like basically the best that you can buy. There's yeah. a couple of other ones too. There's one called Thorn, uh, Thorn, T-H-O-R-N-E is also a really good supplement company and they, they are basically pharmaceutical grade too. So yeah, I, I think pre-encapsulation probably has a really good one too for bacteria. Yeah. If they do have the GI yeah. one, yeah, that, that's probably really good. Yeah. So the next step, the fourth step is to repair. So that's repairing the intestinal lining and calming inflammation with different compounds. So there's L-glutamine. And Mm -hmm. I'm sure you've heard of this. A lot of people take L-glutamine for muscle health. But it's also an essential amino acid that our body needs for a long list of functions. So it can not only help with post-workout recovery, but also cravings, appetite, inflammation, blood sugar levels. Because it's great for your gut health. So studies show that taking glutamine after 
after each meal helps reduce blood sugar levels by slowing the absorption of food into the bloodstream. Mm -hmm. And it helps regulate appetite and cravings by decreasing levels of ghrelin, which is the hormone that stimulates your appetite and it promotes fat storage. So glutamine can help reduce that. Nice. Awesome. And for those also, L-glutamine can can help with, let's say, if you're if you're on the gluten-free diet, if you accidentally eat it or you just choose yeah. to eat it for uh, for, for whatever reason. Um, and it helps not, to repair yeah, the leaky gut. Exactly. If you're not feeling good afterwards, taking L-glutamine can really help to feel better and to basically avoid any of those mm-hmm. feelings. Yeah. Reducing inflammation, yeah. restoring nutrient absorption. I mean, these are all necessary if you're struggling with gluten and dairy and you've cut them out and you accidentally eat them my sister has some she yeah. like accidentally ate gluten once and she's like what do i do i'm suffering so she kept taking out glutamine and it helped her and right? she felt fine nice yeah great good stuff good stuff so that was all the information we had um regarding gut bacteria but we're not spilled done spilled all the tea spilled all the tea but before we um get the tea back into the cup we'll <laughs> we actually asked you sisters what else ha- what has helped your gut health so this was, this was on Instagram. If you don't follow us just yet, if you go to PCOS.weightloss on Instagram, you'll be able to follow us, see all our stories. We do a lot of polls to get your opinion, especially for our podcast. We love, we love to kind of um, take your responses and read it here live. So the question was, what has helped your gut health? And the first answer was from Kimberly79. She said, cutting out gluten helped me so much. It's amazing. We just talked about that earlier in the podcast. A lot of people said this. Like, they literally responded in the same way. Everybody had almost the same answer. Yeah. Like, I should have just screenshot. <laughs> like, it was so interesting. Everyone was saying the same thing. So That's great. An- Anais says probiotics. It's mm-hmm. how my PCOS investigation started. Nice. Yeah. Probiotics, really big help. If you're if you're not sure if they're good bacteria, mm-hmm. is, is there or not, starting with probiotics is really good. Jenny Omai says cutting out the dairy, taking probiotics. Nice, nice. Uh, Simple Majoy said um, probiotics, going gluten dairy free, bone broth. Oh, yeah. yeah. Bone broth is a lot of probiotics. Natural glutamine. Yeah. And that too, natural Mm -hmm. glutamine. Gabby Kelly says going 100% dairy and gluten free, taking L glutamine as well. That's awesome. Great job. Samantha says no gluten. Tabitha says dairy and gluten-free diet. Can't thank you enough. I mean, I think that most women who have PCOS who struggle with gut health, you know, it might be the gluten and dairy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or it could be other things. There are other things you can be sensitive to. Sometimes eggs. Sometimes, um, I don't know, just any, you know, it could Absolutely. vegetables. It, you could have IBS. It yeah. Could be. I mean, there's a whole range of different foods that impact gut bacteria. Yeah. There are certain foods. And maybe we'll do this in a future episode. We'll go, we'll go more into detail about what foods can uh, directly impact gut bacteria and what foods can impact it in a positive way negative way something like that yeah. i think that'd be a good but specifically with gluten and dairy it is affecting pcos yes specifically pcos like symptoms specifically with the way that it's working with zonulin yeah. and your gut lining so it's super interesting to see what happens when you cut that out yeah so we actually kind of did that talking about gluten and dairy but yeah like even like sugar i've, I've read research studies oh, yeah. showing how sugar can basically reduce the good bacteria in your, mm-hmm. in your stomach mm-hmm. same thing with artificial sweeteners oh. we talked about this on lives too i think yeah and a lot like there's a lot of these different kinds of food that we just we just aren't aware how it affects our exactly. gut bacteria. 
All not right. a fan. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I was I was, I was actually going to read a question from the PCOS hotline, but I, I realized we just talked about it. The question was from a fellow sister, and the question was about what probiotics can I start? And I, of course, picked that question because it was perfectly aligned with this episode. But I just talked about it earlier, but the two supplements that I really like that are inexpensive are True Nature and Culturel. Italian rec also recommends pure encapsulation GI supplement, um, which is more pharmaceutical grade and can be uh, also helpful. But also checking out the website labdoor.com to see any other supplements that you might find better for you and your situation. But of course, also keep in mind to talk with your doctor. Get that, get your, if you're thinking that maybe your gut bacteria is really off, check with your naturopathic doctor or your doctor, see what levels are are where and then they can recommend you what strains that you may need the most that's right sisters all right and then to finish off we're gonna go to the last but favorite part of the podcast which is the wins of the week where Mm -hmm. we pick fellow sisters who are managing their pcos like a boss and uh the first sister i'll read it is from instagram yeah this one is from instagram her name is liz and she says dearest talin and sirak Firstly, I want to say how thankful I am for you both. After almost three years of no cycle, I finally got one today. I started eating gluten and dairy-free and stopped hit and took Sirak's advice for slow-weighted workouts. This is all after six weeks of changing my lifestyle and drinking Ovacetol. I cannot thank you guys enough. Thank you for all the hard work you guys do for your sisters. Much love, Liz. And I'd also like to add 16 pounds lost. Amazing, Liz. Great job. We love you too. Thank you for all your... Um, thank you for your positive message and your support, but love how you're improving just from the diet and lifestyle changes alone, you know, incorporating, um, the slow way to workouts and just you know, 16 s- pounds lost. Yeah. And she says, this is Incredible. all after six weeks of changing my lifestyle That's and drinking with acetone. So amazing. Super happy for you, Liz. Great job. Awesome. The next win is from Victoria in the sisterhood. Victoria. She says, life update. Since one oh, since January 1st, I've lost 16 pounds. Ooh, twins. Have been nearly completely gluten and dairy free. Ordered a salad and said no cheese, but they forgot. So I ate around it and didn't let it stress me out. <laughs> nice. Good. Since removing my IUD in September 2020, I have had a period each month. Amazing. Just finished my period and it's the first one where I experienced zero symptoms. No cramps, no cravings, no mood swings, nothing. My naturopathic doctor explained to me three years ago that we aren't meant to have all of these ailments. A period shouldn't be painful or throw us off so much so i'm finally feeling in control i'm feeling in control of my adrenal fatigue as well my pcos and i'm feeling very happy here's to more growth and crushing goals together in this new year hells yeah i love that this is so motivational in the sisterhood like i I love reading these comments and hearing about people's progress and yeah. just like a change in perspective, like sometimes we think that it's okay to have cramps and all these yeah. miserable symptoms and we just live with them. But, mm. you know, it's good to know that it doesn't have to be that way. Of course. And if you make these diet and lifestyle changes and keep investigating your health and not giving up, it can be totally fine. Zero symptoms. Yeah. Symptom free. Absolutely. And I love how she didn't like let us stress out when she like had that cheese or just throughout yeah. the process, you know. So great job, Victoria. And just 
keep on keep on going with the diet and lifestyle you got this you go girl and and like you just said here's to more growth and crushing goals together in this new year to you and to all the sisters so let's do this a clap for victoria and liz yes absolutely all right so i guess that's the end of this episode thank you everyone for listening uh to us from our new studio we'll be obviously back next time with more and more improvements new chairs new things like that so stay tuned in just keep watching us on youtube to see how it progresses talk to you soon all right take care bye bye if you enjoyed listening to this podcast you have to come check out the sisterhood it's my monthly membership site where sisters just like you are learning how to move through the stages of pcos from stage one, cold and alone at the doctor's office, to stage five, nailing the PCOS lifestyle, gluten and dairy free. Get ready to finally feel in control of your body again. Mm-hmm.